Angie's List is now Angie, A-N-G-I, the nation's largest home services marketplace. And they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project is, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. That's what you want, right? I'm uh, thinking about building out my basement in my cabin. I've been perusing Angie, looking for just the right contractor to get it done the way my wife and I want it done. Now, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and right in your neighborhood. That's important, right? You can do comparative shopping. Get started today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today. The app and the website are free to use. Angie.com or the Angie app. Go check it out today. Hello, America, and happy Sunday. We got a great show for you today. I hope you enjoyed that Veterans Day special yesterday. I am such a big fan of my friends at Tunnel to Towers, particularly Frank Siller, a true American hero took the tragedy of his brother Stephen's death and turned it into one of the most impactful charities, a half billion dollars they've been able to get into the charitable space to help first responders and their families who lose their lives, wounded warriors, and those who've given the ultimate sacrifice. And now, here they are in the space of homeless veterans solving a problem that the VA has not been able to solve private initiative stepping into the marketplace and making a difference. If you were inspired like I was by the show yesterday, please do me a quick favor. Go to t2t.org. T, the number two, t.org. Go make $11 a monthly commitment and you will be taking one of those homeless veterans off the street, giving them a place to live and a home with support in a pathway to sustainability after a rough patch in their life. That is something worth doing. Again, T2T.org. That's all you got to do. T, the number two, and T.org. All right. We got a crazy great show for you today. We're going to kick things off with Congressman Tom Tiffany from the great state of Wisconsin. He is on the forefront of some of the most important issues involving the border security and all the good oversight that Congress is doing. Congress had a hard time getting spending bills done, but they're not having a hard time doing meaningful oversight and fixing some of the really terrible things going on in government and particularly at the border. Congressman Tiffany is going to blow you away with some new revelations that he has been able to dig up through his investigative work. That's a great way to kick off the show today. Then we're going to turn to Erica Donald. She's the wife of Congressman Byron Donalds. She is one of the most influential voices in the education and parents' rights community today. She's going to bring us up to speed on some of the big fights facing parents, some of the big fights in the school district. That is always a great, great conversation. And Erica's really on making a huge difference across this country. She's empowering parents, empowering students, and she's doing it in a way that is constructive and engaging, and it's actually making progress. In the third block of the show, we've got Luis Valdez. He does some amazing work. He's one of the national spokesmen for Gun Owners of America. Some huge Second Amendment cases were settled in the court. Some huge cases were accepted by the Supreme Court. Luis is going to get us up to speed on that. He's a former law enforcement officer, and today he is one of the spokesmen for Gun Owners of America. Luis Valdez in the third block. And then we're going to wrap up 
with Jason Sneed. Jason is one of the smartest voices in all of Washington these days. He's on the front lines of really some of the bigger debates that we have about the size and reach of our government. He's always a great interview, and I know you're going to learn a lot from it. So Jason Sneed will follow at the and kind of be cleaned up for us today on our Sunday brunch edition here at John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Justin News. Now, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to start off with Congressman Tom Tiffany from the great state of Wisconsin. I also want to put a plug in for one of my good friends. Factor Meals have been a huge player in my drive to be healthy this year because I want to eat healthy all the time. I want good tasting, healthy, dietitian approved meals, but I don't have 10, 20, 30, or 40 minutes to prepare them. And one of the great things, I think all of us have that all year long where we don't have the time to make healthy food and sometimes we cheat. And when the holidays come along, right, and now we got Christmas shopping and holiday parties to run to, the time to do healthy cooking, healthy eating shrinks even more. Well, if you don't want to go to the grocery store, if you don't want to be chopping vegetables, if you want to be prepping food, you don't want to be cleaning up afterwards, but you still want to get a delicious, high-nutrition meal, I got the answer. You can get it in two minutes. I'm not making up. Two minutes. That's all it takes. How come? Because the meals that Factor Meals make, they're never frozen. They're fresh. They are extraordinarily built by great chefs, and they're dietitian approved. And here's a great deal. If you want to get healthy like me, hey, you like what you're seeing with going on in my life, today, John Solomon Report listeners are going to get 50% off your order at factormeals.com. You go to factormeals.com slash justnews. That's pretty easy, right? Factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the word 50 because that gets you 50%. When you go to checkout, use the promo code justnews50 and you'll get 50% off that order. That is amazing. Now, Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal. They have a great delivery service. They can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They got all three meals covered for you. They're chef prepared, dietitian approved, ready to eat meals, delivered straight to your door. They're not frozen. You put them in the refrigerator and they microwave and they cook in two minutes. Now, that's amount of time I can't afford to eat healthy. I do. In fact, I bring them into work and at lunch hour, I have a, a literally a chef quality meal and I spent two minutes on it. That's how good these guys are. So do me a favor. Say thank you to Factor Meals for supporting John Solomon Reports, supporting Just the News, supporting Just the News, no noise. Go to factormeals.com slash justnews50. That's the URL. factormeals.com slash justnews50. Then use the promo code justnews50. And guess what? You're going to get half off your order. Delicious meals, half the price. There's nowhere in the Biden economy today you're going to get that. So one more time. Go to factormeals.com slash justnews50 to get started today. 50% off great meals. Two minutes is all it takes to get them ready, healthy, and delicious. All right, Congressman Tom Tiffany, right around the corner. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet 
and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Welcome back, everybody. On this show, it seems like every day there is a new reason to discuss the crisis at the border. And our next guest, is taking charge on uh, a piece of that problem that we don't necessarily talk about too often. He introduced the Trash Border Act to ensure greater transparency and accountability for illegal immigrants who are absolutely trashing our border. They are littering on public lands. He serves on the House Judiciary and Natural Resources Committee. He is Wisconsin Congressman Tom Tiffany, and he joins us right now. Congressman, it's great to see you. Thank you for being here. Amanda, John, it's great to join you this, this evening. Hey, good to have you. Sir, uh, your bill is one of the rare instances where the title of the bill actually matches the contents of the bill. And, you know, I would think that Democrats who are um, wholehearted environmentalists would be rushing to support this bill, considering all of the trash. I think the, the figure that I saw was on average eight pounds per illegal immigrant coming across the border of, of discard. Um, talk to us about this bill. And if Democrats are, are helping you, you pass this. Yeah, Amanda, a uh, really good point that you just made in the run up here. If it's eight pounds of trash and we're up to nearly 10 million people, that's 80 million pounds of trash that have been dumped here in the United States of America. But as we all know, the immigration situation, the illegal immigration that's going on, the open border has affected us in so many different ways. We are probably the largest human traffic involved, complicit our United States government in the largest human trafficking operation, perhaps in the history of the world. The fentanyl is killing young people in record numbers here in America. And then, you, of course, um, you have the terrorism that comes with it also. But there's also this component of where they're trashing, in, uh, including our federal lands that are down on the southern border. I think there's about 40 percent of our southern border is federal lands, including national parks. I chair the federal lands subcommittee and we want to highlight there's damage being done in that way also. 
Yeah, it's such important oversight work that you're doing, sir. And that's one of the things that people didn't take into account until you raised it. Such a very important issue. I want to ask about another thing. Early on in the uh, Biden administration, it was Wisconsin that was asked to house a lot of the Afghan refugees that came uh, in from Afghanistan in that sort of helter-skelter way that we exited the country. You've been asking hard questions all along, you've been able to highlight a lot of shortcomings in the vetting process. I know you're not against helping true refugees, but you wanted real security, real vetting. Now the Democrats want to start bringing Palestinians across as well. Do you have any confidence, based on what you learned with the Afghan refugee program, that we can vet people in a quick way coming out of Pakistan? Or excuse me, out of Palestine. Yeah. Yeah. So, John, if you go back a little over two years ago, it was August of 2021, when there were about 76,000 Afghans that came into our country, including 13,000 of them, I think, were processed in Fort McCoy, which is right. in our state of Wisconsin. What I heard from the commander is he said very few of them had been vetted properly, if any. And in fact, when they were coming out of Afghanistan, an after action report relayed that the State Department was saying, uh, just get them on the planes and out of here. We'll deal with the immigration stuff later. And as a result, we found out that there were people reentering the United States who had been deported previously for criminal records that were Afghanis. And then you also had what there was about 50 people, I think, in another after action report by the Department of Defense right. that they said that these people were on a watch list and, you know, nothing could be more dangerous to the homeland here in America than having people come from Afghanistan, the the the, the terror hotbed of the world into the United States of America. Yeah. Such important. Sir, matters. it seems like any time we issue aid to another country, it is it is so hard to account exactly where that money is going. I think that there is a lack of desire. There's a lack of because you have to have funding to actually account for that. That's funding on top of the funding. But with respect to Israel and, and the bifurcation that Republicans push for uh, of funding for the conflict in Ukraine and the conflict in Israel, um, is, is the caucus united on that? And what's, what's the future of any further funding? Does it seem like that's something that's going to be needed? Well, I laud our new speaker, Mike Johnson, because he's insisted that these issues be separated. And that's the way it should be. In fact, if you go back, Amanda, to, you know, four days, 15 votes, the early part of this year, what was that all about? It was to stop the Christmas tree bills. It was stop having thousand page bills come before us. And we only have two hours to read them uh, before we're voting on them. The American public knows that we're not reading a thousand page bill in two hours. And one of the great things that came out of that, no more Christmas tree bills, we get 70 two hours to review bills and splitting those bills apart, I think is a very important thing. As much as possible, we need to try to keep these to single issue bills. And that's what we're asking for in regards to Israel and Ukraine. They're two separate issues. We should be voting on them separately. Yeah, it's, uh, it makes so much sense to everyday Americans. And it's so confusing when Washington throws everything into a soup pop and says, you got to take it this way or not. I think people are really with Republicans on this when you start to look at the polling. Um, I want to ask a little bit about uh, the border. We obviously have millions of um, uh, illegal aliens that have come across the border, been allowed into the country, moved across the country, dispersed across the country with the help of tax dollars and nonprofits. Uh, we had this very scary situation just a couple of days ago where a Palestinian citizen illegally in the United States was found with weapons and was apparently talking about an attack on uh, Jewish people in Texas. Uh, how concerned are you about the number of people that are just somewhere in the country and we know nothing about them? And do you see any sign 
that the Biden administration is trying to tighten that up. We should all be very concerned. Think about the testimony last week to the U.S. Senate that FBI Director Ray gave, where he said the the threat of terror in the United States is at a whole new level. That's his words, the FBI director. And so we should be deeply concerned. The Biden administration is clearly not taking this seriously. I mean, this continues the whole transformation of America that started back with President Obama, and it continues here apace as we go along. And you have all these ideologues who are in the Biden administration, including Secretary of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, who are clearly open borders advocates. The American people should just be deeply concerned about all these people that we are seeing come into our country. I mean, think about it, John. What is it, about 1.5 million gotaways? I mean, my Lord, you've got to believe that there are people that are probably on the terror watch list if they would have been interdicted. It is a real threat to the United States of America and every American. Yeah, no, absolutely. Sir, there there is another illegal uh, border crossing issue that doesn't get talked about as much. And I wanted to ask you about that in reference to the letter that you signed to CFPB director and also the DOJ ordering banks to not reject illegal aliens uh, on their loan applications. And I just I just think to myself in, in the broader scheme of things, if they are willing to break the law in coming into our nation, I have to wonder if they're going to have a a high level of fidelity to their financial commitment. Well, you know, I think that story did that break last week. I I didn't get a chance to study it real closely, but it is part of this whole, um, you know, just part of this whole um, situation that goes on with the Biden administration, that they will do anything. I mean, think about it. Secretary Mayorkas told us a number of months ago that the border was secure. And it was just like a month or two later that the head of the Border Patrol said, no, the southern border is not secure. They will say anything. They will do anything to bring these people into the United States of America. They want to transform America. And this is one of the chief ways in which they can accomplish it. Congressman, your delegation is so I I cover lots of Congress, but your delegation in Wisconsin are so close to your constituents. You guys spend so much time really working uh, the streets for your constituents, talking to them. It seems from the polling that people are really disenchanted with the direction of this country. As we head into the, the big election season of 2024, what are the issues most on the minds of your constituents? Oh, I, you know, to your point, John, I just think people are. They're disgusted, um, disappointed, probably not a strong enough word, but they know something fundamentally is wrong here in the United States of America, that their political leadership here in Washington, D.C. is not doing what they want. And so whether it is the border, energy policy, inflation, crime, you you know, think about some of the social stuff. Like you have a president that says, yeah, um, men can play girls sports. I mean, undermining Title IX. I mean, they just see so many things that are going wrong. They're going, what has happened to my United States of America? And they are deeply concerned, John. It is gonna be really interesting. the previous segment, you were talking about the elections tomorrow. Right. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens here with these elections, because people know something's wrong with America. And usually the president pays a price for that. Will that happen mm-hmm. here as we go forward? We're going to find out. Yeah, that's right. Mm.
Certainly seems to be the case. Very quickly before we go, we got about 30 seconds. I'm sure you saw that New York Times Siena College poll where five out of six swing states are leaning towards President Trump to the tune of anywhere from four to 11 points. The outlier was Wisconsin. Do you expect to see that number flop? Uh, you know, I sure think regardless of who our candidate is in 2024, I believe that we can win. It does show that we've got a lot of work to do. And I can assure you, I'll be in the front lines working to get victory in 2024. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Erica Donald is going to bring up the speed on some of the big issues roaming around in the parents' rights movement and in schools. You won't want to miss that. She's one of the most brilliant leaders in the education space today. We'll have her right after these messages. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. Welcome back, everybody. Our next guest and topic is something that we want to get to very, very quickly. But first, John, I know that you checked your phone and you've got some breaking news to report. Take it away. 
Yeah, just a few minutes ago, this just moved on just the news. A second police officer in Aurora, Colorado, that's in the Denver suburbs, has been acquitted in the death of a suspect in 2019 named Elijah McClain, uh, acquitted of all charges by a jury of his, his peers. Uh, it's just happened a few moments. You can get all the details on just the news, and I'm sure we'll have a lot more coverage on Real America's Voice, but I thought we'd bump in with that, Amanda. Absolutely. Justthenews.com, everybody head over there. All right. So as we continually have conversations about the southern border, another issue that affects our kids is the strain that it puts on our public education system. It broadens that ratio between teacher and student. Our next guest is Erica Donalds, and she serves as the CEO of an education experience company dedicated to expanding high-quality school choice called Optima Ed. She also serves as guest faculty for the Leadership Institute's School Board Leaders Program. Erica, thank you so much for being here. This is certainly very important to talk about. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You know, as we continue to get questionable numbers from this administration. It seems like we can't get a straight number as far as how many illegal immigrants are coming across our border. We oftentimes talk about the military age, fighting age males, but there are also a lot of kids and they come into this country and they are putting a strain on the public education system. We are seeing homeschooling and school choice become a top priority for parents across America. Tell us a little bit about your work. You know, going back to the topic, Amanda, there are at least a million children that have come over the border, it's believed. And that comes at a huge expense to Americans, their families, and the children in the public education system, especially. Our kids, America's children, are already behind. They're trying to catch up from the pandemic. We know how expensive things have gotten all over, and education is no exception. When you have an influx of migrants, of non-English speakers, students who are coming in, very far behind in education. They are taking a lot of resources in our classrooms, not just teachers' attention, but special services, social workers, and our uh, education system just cannot afford it. Our children deserve a top-notch education, and we're seeing real concern from families over this issue. Um, it's a scary thing, too. I, we were just in Baltimore the other day, and I didn't know this until I was walking around the city. We bumped into a couple people, started talking. Not a single one of the high schools, not a single high school in Baltimore was able to graduate a proficient uh, senior. In Oregon, they're raising the, uh, the flag of surrender, basically saying, we're just going to get rid of the proficiency standards. You get your degree no matter what your skill level is coming out of high school. It seems as though the greatest education system in America is now uh, delivering some of the most unprepared students in our history. How did that happen? You know, as you've said, we are seeing dismal uh, education and proficiency rates, especially on the na nation's report card. As you mentioned, Baltimore, zero in zero students in 40 Baltimore high schools are proficient in math and reading. Zero students that they call graduates. How can you call them graduates? They're basically finishers. We've just pushed them through the system. In New York, we're looking at 38 percent of third through eighth graders who are proficient in math. Uh, these numbers are awful for our future, for our culture. And instead of reacting by increasing our standards and expecting more out of our teachers and our students, we have states reacting by lowering the bar and really trying to lie to families even more about what the performance is. Uh, people are really upset about this, and it doesn't make it any better when we're allowing an influx of students who have very high needs to come into the schools and take additional resources away from our students who need them so desperately. Yeah, so true. 
Yeah, and, and it also seems to be a cultural issue within the Democrat Party because the Education Secretary Miguel Cardona, I remember a comment from him not long ago, the fact that he doesn't respect a parent's uh, desire or need to know what's happening with their children and, and, and to you know think that they know what's right for their kids. When you have an Education Secretary that believes that, I mean, I kind of feel like you have to expect the outcome that we are seeing in public schools. It's absolutely right. You mentioned our work at Optima Ed. We are, are on a mission to make a high quality classical education available to every family tuition free using school choice, education, freedom, public funding that should be available for every family in our country to take those education dollars and use them how they see fit. Uh, we've seen great results in our classical academies, both in person and Optima Academy online, where we are serving students all over the country who do not have access to a high quality education. And really, it's not just about us offering it ourselves, but also advocating at every single state level for education freedom, like we've seen in Florida, like we've seen in Arizona, universal education scholarship accounts that every parent can access so that they can craft the education experience for their child that's going to allow them to thrive and ultimately help our country to succeed. Yeah, so important. Uh, Erica, we had a chance to uh, chat a little bit at the Moms for Liberty Summit earlier this year in Philadelphia. And I know you've not only thought all about all the problems because you've really done a great job laying out. You've been thinking about a lot of the solutions. You just mentioned school choice being one of them, competition. What are some of the other ideas that are working? Florida has some good ideas, but there are things that are working even if this administration doesn't pursue them. I strongly believe in a free market in education. So every type of school choice available widely, including universal choice. Universal choice is the only free market choice. It will increase access and quality for every single family, especially those who are in the greatest need. But other forms of transparency are critical for families. You know, as we've just talked about, we have a lot of states and districts that are trying to hide what's going on. But we saw during COVID that when parents of all types, of all races, of all uh, um, income levels, when they see what is going on in the classroom, when they have the transparency to know how their students are actually performing and what they're learning, they get active. And that means advocating at their school districts, advocating at the state legislatures and making real change, including changing a governor like we saw in Virginia. So right. I think transparency in our education system is critical, regardless of whether it's a public school district or a school of choice. Yeah. Sense. Transparency and competition, like you said, that free market, whether you're talking about the medical industry with insurance or our kids' education. Um, do you think that that's part of the reason this administration seems to be attacking the notion of school choice and homeschooling? It's because they, they fiercely want to defend uh, what they are doing because they know that competition is going to pull kids out of the public school system. That's right. I find it always funny that when they say that school choice is going to destroy public education. Well, why would giving a parent an option destroy public schools? It destroys the monopoly of public education, not public education itself. Folks, we've got a good one. Louis Valdez used to be a cop today. He's one of the most important voices in the Second Amendment movement, spokesman for gun owners of America. He'll bring us up to speed on some momentous legal cases in the Second Amendment space right after these messages. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back, everybody. We started the show with a lot of breaking news. Guess what? We're going to end the show with some breaking news. Just a few minutes ago in Baltimore County, Maryland, the former state attorney, the Democrat attorney who brought us the Freddie Gray prosecution, she was just convicted of two counts of felony perjury for lying, claiming she had hardship during COVID to withdraw retirement funds early when she had no such hardship about that. A prosecutor who finally faces accountability for her own wrongdoing. We'll have more on that in just the news as the day goes on. Our next guest, well, uh, we want to talk about the Second Amendment, as we do so often. Uh, just yesterday, a U.S. District Judge ruled that the unelected bureaucrats' attempts to legislate by regulation Instead of enforcing the gun laws already on the books passed by Congress, well, they were unlawful. And in the case of pistol braces, they must cease immediately. Louis Valdez is a former law enforcement officer and one of the few national spokesmen for the Gun Owners of America. And he joins us for a victory lap. This was a big win for the Second Amendment. Louis, great to have you on the show again. Thanks. It's always a pleasure. And I just want to point out that even though it was a judge in Texas, he was born in Florida. And as a Florida guy... I'm proud of that. <laughs> Get a plug in for that great sunshine state. Uh, listen, this is so big, and it follows a long line of recent rulings in the federal court system that bureaucrats can't legislate. Congress has to do it, or they, they don't get to make up law of their own. Very clear in this judge's ruling. Big win for the Second Amendment. Big loss for those who want to legislate through bureaucracy. What are the implications? Well, the implications are very simple. You cannot have the executive branch pull out of thin air laws, no more, no less. We don't live in a dictatorship where the executive branch could, by executive edict, declare things legal or illegal. They can't reinterpret law. They can't rewrite law. They can't say that, well, last week I thought it meant this, this week it means this. No, the laws that are written are to be enforced as they are written, no more, no less. And the Biden administration declared that uh, the pistol brace, a device made to assist handicapped and disabled shooters, was suddenly a violation of the National Firearms Act when it wasn't, when the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms even said previously it wasn't. And now you have a judge telling the federal government, no, it, you cannot enforce this across the country. An estimated 40 million gun owners can now breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah. I love that. And I think that so many more Americans are starting to realize the value of the Second Amendment, even if they exist in a community or a culture that didn't previously. And considering the conflict that we are seeing in Israel, I, I live in an area of L.A. where we have 
for gun stores. I know it sounds unbelievable. It's a unicorn ge- ge- uh, geographic area in L.A., but we were at one of those stores a few weeks ago and he was talking about how many people from the Jewish community have been coming in and buying guns. And we all know sure. that during the summer of love and, and, and BLM, all the BLM and Antifa riots, that a lot of private citizens who did not previously own guns were starting to arm themselves. And it seems like we are seeing almost a microcosm of that within the Jewish community. What does that mean for the future of Second Amendment advocates fighting? Well, it means a very simple thing. The Second Amendment applies to all Americans. And just like you, I've seen the same thing here in Florida. We have a very large Jewish community in South Florida, and they have been hitting every gun store you can think of, purchasing firearms and seeking self-defense training because they know and they have seen that when seconds count, and I say this as a former police officer, cops are minutes to an hour away. We've seen it in Parkland. We've seen it in Uvalde. We've seen it across the country. You are your own first responder and you are your own defender. So if you want to keep yourself and your family safe, you have to carry and own a firearm. And Americans are finally realizing that it applies to everyone. The largest growing segment of new shooters are women and minorities. And as a minority myself, as a Hispanic, I'm proud of that. I'm proud that People across the country are realizing that true equality comes from being armed and being able to defend themselves. Yeah, there's no doubt it's something our founding fathers always intended, Lewis, and and I think the courts now are affirming it more than ever. Now, this has been a busy week for the Second Amendment in the courts. The United States Supreme Court is going to consider a Trump-era prohibition on gun ownership by those under domestic violence orders. Walk us through that case, because there was a lot of coverage on that in the last couple of days. I'm not sure people understand exactly what's going on there. Well, the uh, the Rahimi case is very simple. You have a scumbag who that is, but the rights apply to everyone. You know, I could even bring up a historical example with Miranda. He was a scumbag, but we still have rights because of that. But the Rahimi case is very simple. You cannot violate someone's due process and take away their Second Amendment rights before they are found guilty. No more, no less. Domestic violence is a problem. But domestic violence injunctions do not solve that, especially because you have multiple cases where judges will assign it as a mutual order against both the the abuser and the victim, disarming both parties. And guess what? When the victim is disarmed, they can't defend themselves. And last I checked, again, going back to my experience as a police officer, most of the times the abusers don't care, but the victims, they will follow the law and sadly They are the ones that will then suffer because of this. And gun control across the country, there was a famous case in New Jersey where you had someone that filed for a domestic violence injunction. She tried to get a permit to own a pistol in New Jersey. New Jersey slow walked it. And what happened? She got killed for it. The end result is if you want to defend yourself, you got to be armed. Yeah. Well, and that that is the broader argument against gun control, which is that law abiding citizens are going to abide the law. Non law abiding citizens are not going to abide by the law. Um, It's amazing that it's so hard for so many people to grasp that. I wanted to ask you, though, about something that I've been hearing uh, more opinions on recently. And uh, with respect to what we were just talking about and protecting yourself, especially if you live in a blue city or a blue state uh, state. Uh, I've heard a lot of people cautioning against putting up signs that say uh, neighborhood watch or my house is protected by Smith and Wesson or something like that. Because if you live in a very adversarial blue city, there are uh, there's a, a very strong likelihood that you can also be charged with some type of conspiracy. Is that right? What are your views on that? 
that is the violation of someone's First Amendment rights. Now, um, when you are in a blue city, I do recommend to kind of be a gray man. And I myself have been the victim of this. My personal vehicle had pro-gun stickers on it. And what did I get for it? I got all four tires slashed and my window smashed while mm. it was parked. But the idea that you will be charged criminally as if you're enticing a criminal or you're enticing a self-defense situation because you want to exercise your First Amendment rights to support your Second Amendment rights, it's ludicrous. How is that any different than someone putting a sign in their front yard saying, I support illegal immigrants yeah. or I support right. BLM or Antifa? All right, folks, one more good one to go. Jason Sneed, my good friend, here to talk in a few minutes. We'll have a good policy discussion right after these messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, everybody. The 2024 presidential election cycle is in full swing. And once again, on Tuesday, during the off-year elections in multiple states, we observed many, many more election issues. Who saw that coming? I did. Some of which were promised to be fixed after 2020. Now, between ballot shortages in Hines County, Mississippi, to electronic voting machines flipping votes in Northampton County, Pennsylvania, it seemed like much more needs to be done to to be rectified before turnout is higher than ever in the next year's general election. So, why would some states want to make this already fractured voting system more difficult by introducing ranked choice voting? Well, our next guest surely might know. He is Jason Sneed, and he's the executive director of the Honest Elections Project, and he's been warning of RCV for a very, very long time. He's even written a book that you can get now called The Case Against Ranked Choice Voting. Jason, if ranked choice voting was so perfect and it worked so well and, and brought such perfect results, why on earth does it take an article with 2,000 words, including lots of visual charts, to explain the concept? I, I think that's proof that the people pushing ranked choice voting are living in their own elite circles. If they think that the average person is going to want to read a, a multi-page manual and, and sort through all of the math involved with ranked choice voting just to come to an answer and what ought to be a very basic and simple thing, which is who wins an election and who wins on election night. Ranked choice voting at bottom is a process that makes voting harder. It discourages people from participating in the process. It makes it harder to tabulate votes and it makes 
it harder to tell people who won an election and why. And yet you see all of these groups pushing millions of dollars across the country to push this untested and unwise voting system into our politics. I think it is designed in order to skew politics to the left, to weaken political parties and create a power vacuum that guess what? The biggest mega donors on the left who are quite literally trying to buy a new election system will fill and give them more influence and power than ever before. Yeah, so well put. There's another part. Let's play identity politics just for a second. Just turn the table on Democrats for a second. If I remember reading correctly, look at some of the research. Don't minority uh, voters get more disenfranchised in a rank voting, uh, rank voice trading system based on the early experiences we've had? Well, that's absolutely right. You actually can see in ranked choice elections in places that have used it that minority voters are actually more likely to have their ballots exhausted and thrown out. Now, what that means is in an RCV race, instead of voting for one person, you are asked to vote for multiple people and rank them in order of preference. If no candidate gets over 50 percent of the first place vote, then you identify the candidate who did the poorest. You eliminate that person and you redistribute all the ballots cast for that candidate based on each voter's second place pick. So now in each race, you're being asked to rank multiple people. And what we actually see is a disturbing pattern in which uh, voters uh, voters of color and, uh, and, and people who do not speak English are less likely to do that and more likely to have their votes thrown out as a result. This has happened in New York City and other places that have tried ranked choice voting. And it's one of the reasons why some of the traditional left-wing civil rights groups like the NAACP and others have come out against ranked choice choice voting. Yeah. Democrat voters, beware. Your own party, your own liberals are going to disenfranchise you. Figure that one out. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it it sure sounds like voter suppression, which I thought, according to my rules from Democrats, that that's not allowed to happen. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, about something that we saw in 2020. Uh, We saw over, I think it was over $400 million coming from Mark Zuckerberg. And as a result, a lot of people raised uh, justifiable hell about it. And some states have made it so that 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 can't happen. They've outlawed the outside uh, private funding for these election precincts and and any type of funding for elections. But Democrats and progressive groups are finding ways around it. How are they doing that? Well, one thing that we've seen is that the left doesn't like to stop. They just come up with new ways to get around the laws that states are putting in place to protect the election integrity. And that's true with this Zuckbuck operation as well. So you're right. You saw in 2020 more than $400 million from Mark Zuckerberg routed through two left-wing nonprofits into elections offices. And now, of course, we know that more money went into swing states than non-swing states. More money went into places that voted for Joe Biden than uh, Donald Trump. Uh, huge disparities in a voter basis for money that was supposed to be spent for things like masks and gloves and PPE, but instead it was used for what looks an awful lot like partisan turnout. So instead of allowing this to happen again, 27 states to date, including many on a bipartisan basis, have recognized how corrupting private election funding can be, and they have passed bans or restrictions on the ability of private organizations to to inject money into our politics. And yet the same nonprofit on the left that ran Zuckbucks in 2020, the Center for Tech and Civic Life, is back with a new program that we have dubbed Zuckbucks 2.0, the U.S. Alliance for 
election excellence, bringing together not just itself, but half a dozen other left-wing nonprofits targeting local elections offices in a program that is specifically deliberately designed to get around these anti-Zuckbuck laws. So now instead of pushing money into politics, you are charging tax dollars to join a membership organization that then surrounds your office, gathers your data, develops improvement plans to reshape the way that your office functions. And in this way, they are acting like a quasi-governmental entity, pushing guidance, training, best practices, coaching into the foundations of our democracy. This is the way that they're getting around these laws, trying to influence the neutral, nonpartisan election administration ahead of the next election. My God, you can't, it's like a bad mold. You can't get rid of it. It just keeps coming back. It's really crazy. I, I want to talk about just the basic blocking and tackling of elections because uh, we continue to drop the ball. In fact, we drop the ball more often than other uh, less mature democracies and constitutional republics around the world. We run out of ballots. We have printer jams. We have all these things that are just basic blocking. Why are our elections officials unable to do the basic things like have enough ballots? Well, we have to recognize that in any human enterprise, there are going to be mistakes. And with a decentralized election system like what we have, uh, run largely by volunteers, there are mistakes that uh, that inevitably happen. What concerns me, though, is when you have professional election officials who are not doing their jobs. And as a result, we have problems like what happened in Pennsylvania this past election. A basic and well-run logic and accuracy test on a voting machine should have caught the problems, but That's that was right. apparently not done. And we rolled into Election Day, just like we did in 2022 in Maricopa County, Arizona, with uh, with machines that had not been adequately tested and we ran into problems. We cannot take the integrity of our elections for granted. And that includes basic questions of election administration. Now, too often what we see on the left, when you raise your hand and say, hey, I am seeing problems here. We need to do things like process audits so that we can make sure that our laws are being followed, that processes are being followed. And when we identify problems, we can correct them. The left then says, oh, you are casting doubt on the system. They would prefer to sweep these problems under the rug. As they say, decline is a choice. And the left is pushing choice after choice after choice on our election system. It's the choice not to have well-run elections. It's the choice to have insecure elections. It's the choice not to have results on election night. They are muddying the waters. And that is a deliberate choice, I think, on their part to keep our election system insecure. And there's absolutely no reason for that to take place. Yeah, that's for sure. No reason Jason, we've just got about 30 seconds left. Uh, looking forward to 2024, about a year away. If you were to issue a grade on a health report card regarding the integrity of our elections, what would that grade be? I would say that the grade is going to be vastly different in red states and blue states. We've seen a lot of red states improve their election laws, Georgia, Texas, Ohio, making it mm -hmm. easier to vote and harder to cheat. But we've seen a lot of blue states like California go in the opposite direction, making it easier to cheat. So I think we're better than we were in 2020, but we have a lot more work to do. All right, folks, that wraps up the Sunday brunch edition of John Solomon Reports. Thanks for listening. Hey, keep in mind, if you want to go get those factor meals, two minutes. They taste like they were cooked by a chef because they are prepared by a chef and they are dietitian approved. Healthy, good tasting, and quick to make. Two minutes and they're never frozen. Delivered right to your door. Go to factormeals.com slash justnews50. Factormeals.com slash justnews50. You're going to get half off your order. You'll eat healthy like me, and you'll eat quick. You'll be done in two minutes. You won't have to be chopping, prepping, cleaning, or going to the grocery store. You're going to have a restaurant-quality meal 
done in two minutes right in your microwave. All right, folks, that wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with regular programming. Until then, God bless you. Have a great night. It's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.